Welcome to Firefox News Online, America's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules are very simple. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room. And if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. Also, bear in mind that this is a roundtable discussion format. So please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of the host and those who call in and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. The use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Firefox News Online Productions and its news division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. And now, on with tonight's broadcast. of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. In just a moment, ladies and gentlemen, I will have the talking points for you. Unfortunately, I'm having a little trouble getting my rather uncooperative mitt, known as my right hand, to work with me. All right, here goes nothing. Let's try this again. I'm telling you, folks, it's not as much fun as you might think. It's <laughs> It's even more fun in a barrel of monkeys, more but more fun than a barrel of apes. Wonder how many apes you can get in a barrel anyway. Uh, well, let's see here. I'm not going to even give that a second thought. And I'll tell you why. 
because it just ain't worth it. Now, while I wait for the talking points to transfer over, I've got a question for you, America. Have you had enough of the Democrats' lies? Have you had enough of the Democrats' bullshit? Well, maybe you ought to just consider voting them the fuck out, those who were able to be voted out. All right. Now, if I can get the folder to open. Hmm. Don't want to open, so I have to do it the old-fashioned way. And here we go. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Firefox News Online is on the air, and of course, as you just heard, it is time for Talking Points. Now, the other night, within the first hour of this show being on the air, we we brought up and discussed what happened in Brooklyn, New York, at a funeral parlor where... Anywhere between 40 and 60 bodies were stacked inside of a U-Haul truck, okay? Inside of a U- inside this U-Haul truck. Well, there were more bodies inside the building. Well, I've been searching all day in between doing stuff around the house, and I haven't found any updates on it yet. And I've searched and searched and searched, but... Sadly, I haven't found any new information. So what is happening with this funeral parlor? What happened with the crematorium that was supposed to pick up the bodies in the first place? Why is this massive health hazard only getting a little bit of conversation? Doesn't make sense to me, and I'm sure it doesn't make sense to a lot of you. Firefox News Online did bring you the story and discuss it first within the first hour. So if anybody else is claiming they did, they're lying to you. Trust me. Many of the shows I know of brought it up halfway through or three-quarters of the way through, not first. So there's that. But what I want to talk about, no way brought up over the last couple of days. And that's Janet Mills, the governor of Maine, and how she is locking down, yes, locking down and keeping it that way, the state of Maine. But one Maine business owner is planning on Reopening his business, full steam ahead. What's 
got him spurred to do that? He's tired of sitting home. He's tired of sitting home and thinking, I can't run a business if I don't run my business. So here's the deal. This business owner in Maine is going to reopen his his place of business, and he is going to go full bore. And he is encouraging all business owners in the state of Maine to start reopening because tourist season is upon them. We're getting ready to approach them. And well, quite frankly, uh, can't have much of a tourist season if you don't have any businesses open. And since the coronavirus barely, if ever, really hit the state of Maine, I mean, it did, but I think last time I heard, only 33 people were hospitalized. So what I'm trying to wrap my head around is, why is the state of Maine being so stubborn? Oh, I forgot. Her royal dictatorshipness. Dictatorshipness? Sounds good. Janet Mills, or as some call her, General Mills, ordered that the state will stay on lockdown indefinitely. She's not even taking phone calls from any state lawmakers. She's not answering to constituents. Now, that sounds awfully familiar. It really does. What is it going to take to wake some of these Democrat governors up to the realization that America needs to go back to work? America needs to open up their businesses. It can be done safely, smartly, whatever. So I really think it's time governors started working on viable plans. Because the only ones holding up the works now are the governors. Because as of today, the federal side of the lockdowns expired. So if anyone is to blame for any economic issues, blame the Democrats that run the states that decide they're going to stay closed, shuttered, not opening, or only partially opening. It's ridiculous, folks, I know. But that's what Democrats are doing right now. And guess what? On top of everything else, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, is not going to reconvene Congress this coming Monday. Why? Her excuse? Coronavirus. Coronavirus. So there you have that. Think about it, America. While we ask you to use the hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP, trend this broadcast all over the world on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time as always for the rest of the story.
Oh, yes, indeed. We are here. Now, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching by video, you are not seeing things. Uh, earlier today, my uh, HD camera gave up the ghost. I had to resort to a lesser quality camera until the new camera comes in, uh, hopefully uh, very soon. But in the meantime, we're kind of old school. Old school with the new school. So I just want everybody on video to know that, no, I didn't break the system. The system was already breaking down when I started. So, there you go. Even though I may be a bit of an old person, just a little bit, I still got a whole lot. Ah, now wait just a doggone minute. There. That's even better. Make it easier to see. I decided to move the time here from above my head to above the logo. All right, America, we are just chuck full of surprises. But before I go any further, here we go. 205 area code. What's on your mind? Yeah, you think uh, you think Trump's got a tighter asshole than Hillary? You're out of here, dickhead. Nice knowing you. Go suck on mommy and daddy's titties for a while. That's about your speed. You live in their basement. Yeah. Howdy ho, George. Howdy ho, Mike. They're out early tonight. They're out early oh, tonight. Of course. They didn't show up last night, but they're making up for it tonight, it looks like. Yeah. And you're right right about these jobs, George. If it keeps happening, I'll only take calls from the people I know. And that'll fuck up their whole night. They'll be crying to their mommies and say, Mommy, I need to, I need to suck Teddy because George is being mean to us. He won't take our calls anymore. He He's only taking calls from people he that he knows. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, well, Broadcasting, Mike, sucks to be them. Yeah. But George, these first off, I just Google. I asked Google a question: Can can the uh, can the president call? You talked about Nancy Pelosi not coming back in the ses- session. Can the president call the Congress in the session? Well, yes, he can. No. no, no, actually, no. I don't think he can. I don't see how. Well, I'm looking right at it. I'm looking right at it. It says, the president has the power under Article 2, Section 3 of the Constitution 
to call a special session of Congress during the current adjournment in which the Congress now stands adjourned. Well, this is uh, uh, 1948, but you get the point. He has that power. If, if, she's, if she's adjourned to Congress and he's not wanting to come back to work, you know, he can go, go ahead and call, a, call, call him back in the session and force her to come back to work. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I just found the same thing you're looking at, special session. In the United States of America, Article 2, Section 3 of the United States Constitution gives the President of the United States the power to, on extraordinary occasions, convene both houses or either of them. And that's the short read on it. Right. And, well, he, he doesn't have to really worry about uh, the Senate because, you know, uh, what's uh, he, they're in, the Republicans are still in charge of the Senate, and he's got the turtle there, and the turtle's not going to do that kind of crap, you know. Now, he could say, well, we're still in the throes of this crisis. This is an extraordinary situation, and Nancy Pelosi... You don't get it. You don't tell us that you're not coming to work. You know, he could do that. She's being a bitch about it. He could really be a bitch about that too. You know, so yeah. Go ahead, George. Well, here's here's the deal. Okay, I only read a por- a, a small portion of that. What comes after what I read is this. This power exists for urgent or extraordinary situations that require congressional action when Congress is adjourned. Presidents have exercised this power 46 times to recall only the Senate and 28 times to recall both chambers of Congress most recently by Harry Truman in 1948. The Senate itself differentiates between extraordinary sessions called by the presidential proclamation and special sessions that merely indicate a session not normally scheduled. The term session can refer to either the formal start and end of a congressional session or the daily sessions of the chambers of Congress. Thus, a formal, se- a formal special session will only happen when Congress has adjourned Sinai okay, and is not okay. simply in recess. Hold on, Mike. And is not simply in recess In other words, Congress may or may not already be in an official session, but in recess when convened. So the question becomes, is Congress uh, in recess, or are they, or is there something else going on? Well, apparently, George... 
the way she's acting, the way Pelosi's acting, she's acting like they are in recess. We're not coming back to work, even though the Senate is there, even though, you know, uh, you know, even though, you know. So she's acting that way. I mean, she's acting like it's in recess. She's acting like she's gaveled them, gaveled them out, you know. I'll tell you what. Whenever I present the uh, the broadcasts of the House or the Senate through their own feed. Okay. At 9.03 and 20 seconds, on the last day they, they were in session, the Speaker announced that the House do now adjourn pursuant to Section 7B of House Resolution 891. The next meeting is scheduled for 12 p.m. on May 1st. Hmm. But Speaker Pelosi is not going to convene. Unless... She walks into that chamber with members present, convenes the Congress, and then puts it in recess. That would prevent President Trump from being able to use those extraordinary circumstances. Joining us on the phone line, Gunslinger is here. Howdy, Gun. Yo, yo, yo. How's it going there, fellow yo-yo? Oh, it ain't too bad. Spring is in the air. My nose is at war with me. Pretty much usual. <laughs> Besides the world going crazy. What else? <laughs> what else is new? Yeah, not much. Well, uh, you know, it seems like Nancy Pelosi's acting like a little bitch baby and take, trying to take a ball and go home with it and not convene Congress when they're supposed to convene tomorrow, you know? I know. It, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that, that we have to have little children running the Congress. I mean, I could see it now. She's in her office going... Ah, ah, ah! Trump bad, Donald man bad. Because ah. she can't get her own way, she'll throw a temper tantrum. Seriously, I wouldn't put it past her to do that. Well, I mean, she's the same. 
she's the same woman that's proud of her what twenty five thousand dollar or thirty thousand dollar ice box freezer with all that ice cream in it, you know. Only a child oh, would be cool. proud of that. Look at all the ice cream I got in my freezer. <laughs> Isn't it lovely? I got all this lovely freeze, frozen ice cream. Ice cream. I don't need the ice cream, man. I got ice cream. That's Nancy Pelosi for you. <laughs> you know, okay. what's, I don't know if she's proud of it, George. How is her, well, her, I wonder. You know, I know she's proud of it, George, but all that ice cream, number one, is going to pack up, pack on more pounds. Not that, not that drinking those five, fifteen martini lunches wouldn't do that, but uh, uh, pack on all the pounds. Not only that, but that's that's a diabetes waiting to happen. Uh, you think? Yep. Well, let's face it. When you have the five martini breakfast, followed by a 15 martini lunch, and capped off with a, well, continued with another five martini snack, and then concluded the evening with a 25 or 30 martini dinner. Do you really think she has any any capacity in, in brain matter left to even to even consider no. that? No. You know her. She's so pickled. I'm willing to bet that when that if they were to open that that skull of hers, you know what they find. Not the fluid that the brain's supposed to be swimming in. Oh, no. They will find, and I quote, martinis. They will find the martini fluid floating in that cranium of hers. It kept her brain pickled. Yep. So all the martinis eventually went to her head, literally. And she, they wouldn't probably find a brain. They'd find a cucumber. Because after all, that's what a pickle is, right? Uh, I don't think I don't think a cucumber could ever uh, it could ever become a pickle again. You know, well, you never know. Well, probably not, but again, that's what that's that's what they're made out of. You you know, you use a brine and all that stuff and you make a pickle into a cucumber and all that stuff. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're talking about Nancy Pelosi and what's inside her head, which is probably not very much. You know. So filled with that uh martini, filled with martinis. Probably the size of an olive. Her brain's probably the size of an olive. 
Hmm. No comment. <laughs> See, I'm trying to be a nice person. I really am. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be polite. I'm trying to be, you know, someone who, for the most part, uh, is not going to, you know, treat someone with too much bad-mouthing. Oh, hell, who am I kidding? I'll bad-mouth every Democrat in the whole godforsaken Congress and not give a shit. Now, no way's in the chat room. How you doing, no way? Good to see you. Nancy, he says, Nancy has nothing in her head, Mike, but maybe a, a loose olive or two. Hmm. Yeah, you know something? No way. Yeah. Well, that's why. I, that's why I said about all those martini lunches went to her head. <laughs> she forgot to and eat the olives. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, she definitely uh, left a few uh, olives in there. No doubt. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. I've got a clip here I'm going to play in a moment. Just as soon as I can get my get my fingers to get me into Facebook on the clip computer. I think you're going to find this rather curious. We're talking about Nancy Pelosi, mind you. So this comes from, of course... This comes from MRC TV. So let me. Uh... Yeah, as far as uh, Biden is concerned, how do uh, Democrats square with the idea that that they're essentially uh, they're, they're standing by Biden, but they're using a comparatively different standard with uh, the Kavanaugh when, when he demanded a. Uh, a investigation on Justice Kavanaugh when a very similar uh, allegation came out on him. well, let me just say, I, I respect your question, and I don't need a, a lecture or a speech. Here's the thing. I have complete respect for the whole Me Too movement. I have four daughters and one son, and uh, there's a lot of excitement around the idea that women will be heard and be listened to. There is also due process, and uh, the fact that Joe Biden is Joe Biden, uh, there's been statements from his campaign, or not his campaign, but his former employees who ran his offices and the rest, that there was never any record of this. There was never any record, and that uh, nobody ever came forward or nobody ever came forward to say something about it apart from the principal involved. 
I am so proud. That happiest day for me this week was to support Joe Biden for president of the United States. He's a person of great integrity, a great concern for the American people. He authored the Violence Against Women Act uh, when he was the chair of the Judiciary Committee uh, in the 90s. He has been an advocate for funding it all along since then. And I, uh, uh, I believe that uh, uh, he will be a great president of the United States. Uh, he is the personification of hope and optimism uh, and authenticity uh, for our country, a person of great values. Uh, so I want to remove all doubt in anyone's mind. I have great comfort level uh, with the, the situation as I see it, uh, with all the respect in the world for any woman who comes forward, uh, with all the highest regard for Joe Biden. And that's what I have to say about that. Thank you. Okay, first of all, the, the reporter was asking a question. The reporter was not lecturing. And the way she was talking, I think she added a couple extra martinis to her snack. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a, that, that enormous double standard is right there in our faces. They believed Christine Blasey Ford and her allegations against Brett Kavanaugh when he was going through the nomination process. But Tara Reid, no, don't believe her. We support Joe Biden. Hmm. So if it doesn't hurt Trump... You throw it down. You throw it down a deep well. You heard it, guys. Talk to me. What do you think? Well, first things first. I've always I've said before that this this is not his time. Joe Biden's time should have been 2016. That should have been his time to run. All right. Now, granted, we know that we know the history of that, and we know they want to coronate Hillary Clinton, and it didn't work out. Blah blah blah. Yaggy smackly. That's not the point. The point is because of his son dying and stuff at an inopportune time, his time had come and gone. And to tell you the truth, I'm looking at these guys. They may say they may be putting on a stoic, brave face in talking about this situation with Biden. Not just the whole, not just this situation, but everything else about Biden. But I think behind the scenes they're stressing out because they know they know that with all his past and everything else that's swirling around him, he has no shot. He, he is not going to come close to Trump. All right? to the president. So they're stressing out because of this, because of not just this 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 scandal, you know, you know, there's pictures of him with a with a girl with a young lady sitting on his lap while he's sniffing his hair. His he gets his wife and his daughter confused, you know. All the stuff with him and his son Hunter 
you know. Of course, Hunter marries his dead son, Bo's, uh, gets his dead son, Bo's wife pregnant, whatever. Just scandal after scandal, and he's the guy they want to be the public face of their party, the leader of their party. I mean, that, I just can't wrap my head around. Thank you, George. Well, all I can say is, Nancy Pelosi, as pickled as you are, you really need some serious help. Any thoughts, Gun? Did you, uh, did you say something? I had this thing on mute. Uh, you didn't hear anything that was just said, did you? Yeah, that's a little thing from you know who. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know where to start at. This idiot is so out of it. Oh, Joe Biden will be a good president. <laughs> Give me a break. Oh, he has such integrity, and he has all this, and all this great, wonderful thing. He's going to make such a good leader. Do you not, people, do you not now see what a delusional world that these people are living in? Because that's exactly what it is. It's delusional, okay? <clears throat> Sleepy Joe is sleepy. Sleepy Joe is a pedophile. She, uh, he likes to fill up little girls. Uh, he don't even know where he is 99% of the time, okay? Um, and he's going to make a good president, huh? <laughs> that really should tickle your funny bone right there. It really should, okay? But they have to. They have to prop him up with all these great and wonderful things to continue the delusionalism, okay, of what they have Created, they created him. You know they did. Uh, but but to have somebody—that's why you don't see him. Where where are you, Sleepy Joe? Where are you, Sleepy Joe? You, you see, he's kind of been hiding lately. Okay, he, I think he may have done one or two um, little videos from his from his basement. Okay, maybe he needs to stay there. But otherwise, you don't hear from him. Why? Because they're trying to keep him away from the limelight, and from Trump. But, you know, as the old saying goes, the shit's going to hit the fan when they have to get up there and debate guess who's going to come out with him. Trump is going to slice and dice him with both hands tied behind his back. I'm surprised Sleepy Joe may have a heart attack on stage because Trump is going to tear that, tear that old man up. Go ahead. Oh, trust me, Trump will make mincemeat out of him. He'll be like uh, Klondike Cat. Looking at Joe Biden and going, Well, I'll make mincemeat out of you, mouth. <laughs> and do it, too. <laughs> trust me. Now, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, folks. We talk about 
we go back and forth on on different uh, on this stuff because I always come across something different or something new. Well, tell you what, let me open up my chat room on the clip computer because I've got a clip here, and it has to do with with remember that. Uh, that business in Maine I was telling you about, the one that's going to reopen tomorrow? Tucker Carlson talked to the owner of that business. Now, pay close attention to the end of the interview especially and what the owner does or tries to do, I should say. So, let me bring this bad boy up here. If I can... Hey, no fair. I, I was I was just about to... The page jumped on me. <laughs> I'm telling you, some of these pages, they, you know what it is, they, they make them so that you've got overlapping stories here, overlapping stories there, and when you're trying to adjust everything just right, all of a sudden, they start bouncing on you, bounce to the top. I don't know. So let me put this clip in motion. It's about four minutes and 17 seconds. The state of Maine has one of this country's least severe coronavirus outbreaks. So far, a total of only 53 people have died. As of Tuesday, according to the state's health department, there were a grand total of 33 people in the state in hospitals with coronavirus. That's out of a population of 1.3 million people. And according to new information flowing in from scientists around the world, we can be confident the state will not collapse if it does open back up, and that would be a pretty good idea at this point, since one in every seven people in the state of Maine is now unemployed. That's all thanks to Governor Janet Mills, who doesn't care at all. She's just ordered the state to remain closed indefinitely. Rick Savage has had enough of this. He owns a restaurant in Bethel, Maine. He says he's opening up tomorrow, and he's daring the state to stop him. Rick Savage joins us tonight. Rick, good to have you on. So I should just say at the outset that during the course of this last couple of months, you gave away over 10,000 meals to people in your community for free. So it's not like you're not engaged with the people around you. You are. You're planning to open up tomorrow. That's illegal in the state of Maine. Why are you doing it? What do you think will happen? Well, the order originally started. It was May 1st. So we were gearing up for that. We um, did what we were supposed to do. We closed for six weeks. We cooked for the community. We went right through our whole restaurant, remodeled it, cleaned it and it's time to open back up. We've gone throughout other parts of Maine. People are everywhere. I've got a restaurant that seats 250 people inside, a deck that seats 100, a 2,200 square foot patio. So I could put people at six foot space in everywhere and get open back up for business. So if each person does that in the state of Maine and tailors their business for what works and people feel comfortable coming in, come in. If they don't feel comfortable, call us and we'll deliver it to your car. If you want to go sit on the deck, sit on the deck. You know, we've tried to call the governor. You can't even get a hold of them. The lawmakers are left in the dock, both Republicans and Democrats. She's doing this all rogue on her own. 
So we've had enough of it. We're encouraging all businesses in Maine to open up. We should have never been shut down in the first place. We need to open back up, get this summer tourist business going, or we're going to lose a third of our restaurants. Who knows how many motels and other businesses. So we're advocating for everybody, not just for my restaurant. It's time to go back to work. If people don't want to go out, quarantine yourself. We're a very clean restaurant. I got one of the cleanest restaurants in the state of Maine. And I'm going to challenge the state to come and see, you know, hey, this is what we're doing. If you don't like it, take me to court. And then if they do take me to court, I'll save my tax money that I collect this month, and I'll use that to fund a lawyer. So last I'm time just, I checked, you're in Oxford County, Oxford County, Maine. I don't think there are any coronavirus deaths in Oxford County, Maine. It's a state really comprised of small businesses, which are dying, as you just pointed out. So I understand why you're doing this. What do you think the authorities, Janet Mills, will do? I mean, you're, you're, you're admitting this on television. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow? I don't think anything's going to happen because she's over her head. She's not consulting the experts. She's just doing this to break our state even more than we are right now. We're broke. We were broke before this. She spent our rainy day fund two months into being in office. So she's trying to get federal money from, this, from the government to bail her out. So if she makes the state look like we're broke, she's going to get more federal money, and she doesn't care about the people in the state of Maine. If she did, she'd be reaching out to these businesses. Yeah. I told them it, it, when this first happened, I said, if, I called the lawmakers, and I said, if you guys gave us back the tax money that we collected for you, the 8%, for January, February, and you suspend March, we could all get through this, and it would be really easy for you guys to do. You know the restaurants that are open to me. The summer business is not even here. They're not even open. So it's been really easy. They already had those numbers. We sent them the money. Never heard back from them. Matter of fact, I got a letter a couple weeks ago that said, don't forget, you still owe March's sales tax. Come on. Janet Mills is the most incompetent, dictatorial, self-involved governor I have seen in a long time. You know, Godspeed, Rick Savage. Good luck tomorrow, truly. I hope you'll tell us how it goes. I, I Good to see really you. appreciate you. Tucker coming on, and I hope all these restaurants will be able to open it. <clears throat> now, unfortunately, they did not play the, the, the – the, he did not – they did not share the whole thing. I actually saw the interview when it was first – uh, done, and apparently uh, Mr. Savage was very quick to want to offer Janet Mills' cell phone number openly on the air on Fox News. <laughs> oh, that! And he started giving it out too. Tucker Carlson had to talk over him to stop, so it wouldn't get out there. But I think it got out there. I mean, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I no way said he even shared the number in the, in the chat room. <laughs> he says, I did spread it around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's a here's a a, gov a so-called governor who's supposed to be available to her constituents, available to the lawmakers of the state. She has taken it upon herself to do all of this on her own, shutting down indefinitely, indefinitely. Shut down the state of Maine. Oh, yeah. 
shut down the state of Maine indefinitely, and why? State of Maine is is like uber light coronavirus. I don't know. Right. But there are other Democratic governors out there that are doing the same shit, I'm sure. There are, nope, but... No way. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead, Mike. Well, there are, but here's the deal. I mean, uh, nobody talks about the, the population, you know, in terms of, of his state, but my state, my total, the state of Louisiana's total population is like 6 million. You know, with that's the total population uh, for the state of Louisiana. And right now, we only have maybe a couple thousand deaths, you know, and nearing eight to 10,000 cases of active cases, you know, that, that, that type of thing. That's not, uh, out of six million people, total people, that's not an awful lot of, that's not an awful lot of case active cases and it's not a, uh, an awful lot of deaths and our governor is going by he's a democrat but he's going by basically the rules of the rule the uh, the, 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 the the rules that the president put forth and he said he's tends to the, the he, I said this last time, the tentative date for Louisiana is May 17th. All right? For for the opening up of Louisiana. Now, granted, I also said that we have the dictatorial mayor of New Orleans who's trying to pull a power play. But, you know, all she's going to do is hurt the people that live in New Orleans by not doing this, you know, whereas the governor of the state and the head of the Democratic Party of Louisiana basically is going by what the president says. It's going by the by his uh, three-tiered uh, uh, suggestion, you know, that you read on your show on what, Monday? Or was it Monday or was it last week that you read that? Read the president's uh, three-tiered uh, thing for uh, for opening up. Dude, that was last week. Flesh. That was last week. So yeah. yeah, at least we got some Democratic governors that that are looking at it and are doing the right thing. Now, you know, more than more often than not, you got these Democratic governors like Cuomo. Like Joe Mills, like what what's his ass in uh, California? Uh, that and then and then the people the the leadership below them basically follows them. I mean, see uh, Garcetti, the mayor of New Orleans, uh, mayor of Los Angeles, you know, and of course 
of course, don't forget our the esteemed mayor of New of, of New York. You know, and I use that in quotes. That word esteemed is obviously nobody nobody likes him. The police don't like him. You know. Hmm. So yeah. No, apparently like not. Okay, um, I'm a little confused because I didn't recognize this number, so I looked it up, and 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 the name that, the first name that comes up on it is Mona. <laughs> and and yeah, this person is but not, it's me. not a Mona, but it is I, no way. Yes, I stole it from her. Don't tell her, okay? <laughs> tell her what? Right. I'm like That's right. I know nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but no, I, I wanted to uh, remember the past couple nights when we were talking, George, where I was saying Maine has had enough. Uh, in, in the rest of that interview, why I, I was surprised when I did see the... Um, the link that they had put on their thing talking about Maine, they have to be careful because you saw it live like I did. And what did he say? He's openly calling for a revolution. Openly calling for it in Maine. Now, what these resorts are, these are the... Maine has two major ski resorts. We have Sugarloaf USA... That's I know one that my son worked at. Right. This Sunday River is just as popular and just as big. In the summer, why he's got that large patio at Sunday River, just like Sugarloaf, they'll hold humongous summer concerts. Mm. And, right, I mean, they... The, these resorts go year-round because there's summer events... And this is his restaurant that sets, they, they weren't showing it in the picture, but Sunday River, when you see the big ski resort itself, the ski resort is full of, we built the trusses. It was like a $1.2 million contract. All of these wow. trusses are exposed. So there was only a few of us that were allowed to do it. When you're walking in, they use 6 by 6 inch laminated beams for the trusses we had to figure a way to press these plates and all the plates had to be perfect right in place we were not allowed to hit the wood or anything with our hammers all the grade markings were sanded off them and you know we we all got a free night you know go to the restaurant go to the ski resort every worker that worked on these trusses we all got a free night at uh at the ski resort for it. Nice. But you're talking multi-million dollar complexes, and these places drag in the people. They drag in very rich and prominent people from all over the country. And this is what I was saying last night about how she has gone rogue. My son came home tonight from, from work. His boss came in this morning losing it. Because I guess what she's done, whew, losing my breath, the CDC 
put out their new put out their new guidelines of it, it's voluntary wearing of the mask. And they also put out that people like me, where I have such a hard time breathing a lot of times, they recommend we do not wear a mask because it will cause more problems. That was the problem I said. If I'm trying to wear a mask, I have a hard time getting the CO2 out of my lungs and out of my blood. If I'm wearing a mask, I'm just recirculating that CO2 so I get overwhelmed with it, and that's just as bad as losing my breath completely. Now, what she did, she came out and said this was the CDC, federal CDC guidelines. She took hers, her copy, and she took that paragraph of the masks out from the CDC. She put her own in and send it to all the businesses mandating it because it's mandated by the federal government when the federal government is a whole different guideline. So she's lying. And as you heard what that guy said, this is what I was saying where she's gone rogue, is that not even the state legislators, our lawmakers, cannot even communicate with her because she refuses to take their phone calls in the emails, she refuses to talk back to them. So everything you see with her daily updates and her CDC directors and everything else, it's all lies. It's all staged. When they sit there and they're talking to the, the, the media and taking their questions, if you notice, and I'm, I'm going to copy and put it in the thing again and put it in another video, he's got sheets of paper. They have emailed the questions to the media, and it's all listed. Their questions are all listed out for them, so they know who they're talking to, what the question's going to be. It's just like a, a Hillary Clinton moment all over again. This is what's happened in Maine. This is why I was saying last night, this state will burn, because that is how pissed off the people are. She has totally taken it upon herself to destroy the businesses and the people of Maine. And she's doing it with a smug little shit-eating grin. She loves it. And she's, she's going to find out the hard way. What happened in Michigan today, if it happens in Maine, she will be drug out of that state house. She will be. Maine will not stand for it. it it's not going to be pretty, whatever comes in the next... Huh? Yeah, I know. But it, it was a little... She had to remind me of my beef jerky not to forget it. I'm talking about... Are you, <laughs> are, you, but, are, you, are you talking about the one in Michigan where the armed people went into the state house today? Yes, yeah. Yes, I heard that. Wow. It's... Wow, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's it, already it was started. Pretty, yeah. Right. And, that, and that's why I said, you know, Maine, we... Maine may be a liberal state, but what people have to realize is that the majority of us conservatives and stuff, we just sit back and let the liberals go. We, we don't we, we don't care about them because we understand that we outnumber them about two to one, and when shit like this starts coming down, we'll we'll take this state back. Maine is the type, especially up there in Bethel, up in the mountains. They're the people up there 
that will show up heavily armed, and them cops will shit their pants when they're met with three armed patriots to one cop. You you going to come in here and harass this guy? Oh, no, you're not. And that's what I'm sad to say is probably going to end up happening here. No, so don't surprise me. Yeah. And we, we knew it was going to happen. We we had that bad feeling. We knew how General Mills was. She's going to be that rogue general yep. that needs to be removed. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Well, I've got a 415 area code. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> Go ahead, 415. Hello? 415. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, hey, uh, first time, long time. Sorry about that. Uh, I live out in California. Have you guys heard of the, the absolute uh, ridiculous tyranny going on out in the state of California? Are you guys familiar with what's going on? Uh, yeah, we is, is out of control. We know. Yeah, that was all too well. I don't know if you guys heard. I live in. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, caller. Oh, yeah. Well, I live up in San Francisco, so I'm a little bit away from all the, the Orange County stuff. But um, the Orange County beaches were the ones that were open. Uh, but last weekend had all those, uh, those photos of people crowding the beaches. And that is the only beach that's next weekend that he's closed, the only one in the entire state. All the other ones can open. Just got one. It's a little bit like retribution. And in addition to that, um, he also required that anyone going to any other beach must send a video of them jerking their cocks off. You're done. Go suck on mommy's titties for a while. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah, I was <laughs> waiting for it myself. <laughs> yep. It's Thursday. Right. And that's what they used to do to, to me on blog talk. They've done it to ours. They try to start talking like they're just going to be a normal caller, and then the ignorance starts in. They, they think they, ah, I got mm-hmm. them now, and, and the ignorance comes in, and, and that's when, see you later. We're going to send mm-hmm. you into digital oblivion. Yep. Oh, here's the rain. He barely got he barely got his stupid out, and he went bye bye. <laughs> See ya. Right. Right. And and that that is pathetic because, you know, I I knew he was a troll because he said, oh, they crowded the beach. No, they didn't. They even I I've been watching. The reports tonight, and you can see that it was family. It'd be like me and the wife going to the beach, and we're sitting here, and say, "You, George, you're six or seven feet away," and everybody was all spaced straight out, all separated, and yeah, th- this is getting pathetic, pathetic. Mm-hmm. But they need something because they're getting their asses handed to them with all the exposure of. Uh, General Flynn being exonerated. So they have to divert from that to attack the American people. And and I kind of agree with some things that are being said around the internet of 
how you combat this fake news is you just show them the truth. And that's what's happening. We we see the truth, we see the unredacted reports, and we hear the attack on the American people by the Democrats and their media lackeys. When it comes to the virus, it's the same thing. You know, for for the WHO to be as corrupt as they are and proven as corrupt as they are, and now you have YouTube openly saying, we will strip anything off in our platform that does not comply with what the WHO says. And I just keep telling people, leave. It's time to dump YouTube and move on to other platforms. Because if if they don't, YouTube will continue doing it. If they get used to using other platforms, that's how we can combat this this attack on our freedoms and liberties, and we can continue getting the truth out there. Because if if people don't continue to push the truth, this fall will be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I don't see Donald Trump losing, but how are we going to get? state you know state elections to be legit and with the states that will be removing democrats to get that to go through this is what we need to do and i'll tell you if if youtube starts losing millions of dollars a month because of their stupidity that's it they they will go like myspace they will just disappear like myspace did and they'll go away. They'll have to. The, the platform will collapse in on itself. And we just have to, you know, like, you don't use it anymore. I'm looking at just using staying strictly on BitChute, and I will gladly go to YouTube and put up a video with links and stuff and telling them I'm no longer here, I'm over here. I will not come back to this platform ever again. I will let this platform die. But so many people are willing to censor themselves. Oh, I won't talk about this. I won't talk about that. And, you know, if if you've put your faith in YouTube for a living, then I feel sorry for you. I, I really do. Because, you know, they they've suckered you in with the propaganda. And I'm seeing more and more people today that do not dare to tell the truth oh they'll take my video down or they'll take away my channel and I can't make any money well then go out and get a real friggin job you know I'm sorry to be that harsh about it but you know I mean what's the difference you're either going to fight for America or you know you're either going to be a part of the solution or you're going to be a part of the problem and if you self-censor yourself in what you say and what truth you put out there, then you are a part of that problem. But that's mm-hmm. just me. <laughs> the nutcase for Maine. Right. right. I mean, it's, it, a lot of people, uh, including George, I mean, I, I know several of the people that I listen to 
have moved, have migrated over to uh, DLive. Right. You know, because right. yes, it's a it's a gaming platform, but you got people like Pete Santilli and and Rated R Conservative and Lucretia Hughes and all these people that they know that at some point they're going to get popped on YouTube. They know that. Right. You know, and so they found this other place. I, I know George has found uh, Out Live as well, but the thing with Out Live is until they find a way to, like, uh, let him save his broadcast over there, not a lot of people are going to go there. I mean, some will, but not a lot of people are going to go there. Uh, but people, people in droves are going to D-Live. So, yeah. Right, and that and that's the thing to do. It, I, I know it's hard. People don't like change. That That's the worst thing about Americans is they don't like change. They get into a routine, and they'll fight to keep that routine. And that's just what the left counts on. But these people... I mean look at the look at the teenagers now that are standing up against the the indoctrination in our schools and these teenagers are vilified they're attacked they're belittled they're called everything but human this is a teenager that they're just openly destroying and then stripping them right off in the internet and it's just like those two doctors all the places that still had them they're all gone off on YouTube. They're all gone. But yet they're popping up everywhere else. And there's many other doctors doing the same thing of, you know, putting out the truth. And that's what we have to do. Continue to fight for the truth. Yeah, because it's, 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 it's one thing to sit back and do nothing. But we collectively, those of us who have been broadcasting for years, uh, we have an obligation to inform the public when we see an injustice being done, when we see uh, the kind of Lying that is being committed by uh, people, for example, say, um, you know, like 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 uh, General Mills uh, does on a regular basis, and when you have someone who's willing to commit literally a dishonest maneuver by taking all of the, you know, taking certain words from, say, the from the federal guidelines on the CDC and then turn around and omit them, it is clear that, that she's trying to deceive the people of Maine. 
Now, before I we go Frank. any further, uh, I want to apologize to the people watching by video. Uh, we have been experience, I've been experiencing some software issues. Um, I don't know why this is happening. I'm getting a little sick and tired of it. But I'm going to forewarn the video, the people on video, if this continues, tune into the broadcast on either Mixler or Blog Talk Radio. Uh, should the video feed go 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 out from under us again? Um, it's bad enough. My uh, 720p camera finally gave up the ghost and I'm relegated to using an older model camera which as you can see if you're watching the video it is Gabaji <laughs> as far as quality but I'm not going to stop doing the video if I can help it oh I wasn't on the page I didn't even realize it had shut down. And uh Iggy Mom has joined us in the uh in the chat room. Good to see you, Iggy. It's always a pleasure to have you here. But um look. I've I've never been one to shy away from a fight. Never. I've never been one to sit here and, and, and just accept what a Democrat says as gospel when I know damn well they're full of shit. I'm not about ready to start doing that. Not now, not ever. So, if if, say... You know, these Democrats want to keep pulling bullshit. <laughs> well, then I'm going to be here to call them up on the carpet for it. That's just bottom line. Uh, Suzette's not here. Neither is Rob. At least I don't see them in the chat room. Let me refresh my chat room. Maybe there's neither there, and they just. You know, I'm just not seeing them. Hmm. No, well, they're not there. Okay, well. Here's something to... Yeah. to uh, Yes, I've been following. I've been following the uh, the General Flynn deal, uh, uh, no way, and mostly through mostly through uh, Dan Bongino. Yeah. You know, and all, and, all, and all that stuff. You know, so and, and like you said, it looks like he's gonna get uh, you know exonerated. You know, and, and rightfully so. And and think about this. Yeah. Think about this. The the previous uh, 
the previous law the law firm that he had hired, uh, which did, which it turns out didn't give him good representation. Guess who is a partner in that law firm? Yeah, I Eric saw something about that. Freaking, Eric freaking Holder. Yeah. Unreal. Yep. And they ripped all of his money off and sold him down the river. Unbelievable. Yep. Now he now he's got this lawyer Sidney Powell that's that's trying to get him you know, get every well, maybe not get everything back, but you you know what I'm saying, right? Trying to yeah, write that, the wrong that would be, help him write the wrong. That that would be quite the battle. You know, he'd have to sue him, and, 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 yeah, it's, and it is too bad. But then again, Trump and them could do something to, to help out and push along, and, but who knows. I was waving, I was waving the smell to the phone. I had to take my beef jerky out. I was hoping to make you guys hungry. Well, I've already eaten a bag of beef jerky tonight, so yeah. Oh well, it it's so expensive up here, Mike. I mean, you know, you get like whew, five or six ounces of it for about eight nine dollars, and I was tired of that. And you know, you get a a four dollar steak and about a dollar's worth of marinade stuff that you you mix up yourself and. You know, I I make a, a pound or so of it for for next to nothing. Right. And the kids like yeah, it. and the kids like it. Yeah, I like Phew. I like it too. I like <laughs> now. I you know what I got. You know what I got a chance to see just recently, and I don't know if it's still there, but somebody or uh, the store that I saw it in had a bag of of deer jerky. Or venison jerky. Oh, yeah. You know, that type of stuff, you know. I'm wondering if it's still there, but it's been probably five, four or five days since I've been there to see it. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that, if I could get my hands on a deer sometime. And, you know, we, we only have our deer season in the fall. And the only thing I could do was go somewhere and sit there, and I wouldn't be able to walk around. But uh, get my hands on a deer, boy, I'd make some jerky in a heartbeat. I love venison. I I really do. White-tailed deer up here is to die for. It really is. Oh, yeah. You know, I have a friend in my church that I go to, and his big thing is deer sausage. You know, and yeah. I love the deer. I love it when he makes it. He doesn't make it all that often, but I love it when he makes it. I mean, I, I understand, understand for him to make it. He's got to shoot a deer, get up, get up and shoot a deer and all that stuff. And basically, this guy is works a lot of shift work and stuff like that. So he, he can only get up 
get out a certain amount of time per year to do it, and and deer season is is what it is. So you you know, so we don't have it all that often, but when we do have it, it's very good. You know, he'll make he'll stick a piece of sausage in it in the spaghetti or whatever or or, or uh, you know or stuff like that you know it's always good right but, you know but yeah there, there's there's stuff coming down you know it, how far how far Trump and and Byron them are going to take it I don't know because you know like I am watching to see what happens with this warning from Bill Barr to the states. You know what? What's going to happen there? Are we going to have open season on these clowns or what? I want to know now. I have a lot of brass <laughs> I got to use. <laughs> a lot of brass. Yep. But I mean, that, frankly, that's if, it. If General Mills is pissing off. Not just the general public, but pissing off the people in the state house. I mean, I would assume that that your state house is mostly made of liberals, right? Right? In no way. No, we we uh, the voter fraud really screwed us, and we wound up with a bunch of friggin' asshole Democrats that they're just as corrupt as she is. Yeah, you know, we have some that that. We, you know, we have some Democrats that would stand up with us, but not many, not many at all. Right, but if she's not even listening to those guys, to the corrupt ones, you know, if she's not even responding to the corrupt ones, and they're, oh, yeah, they're she's getting not responding to any well. of them, right? Right, and they're getting she, pissed off she, as well. Then, and then, then. She's going to have the corrupt ones and the good ones coming after her, I guess. Right. You know? I've already I've already put a couple call calls into our state senator that that's here in this area. He used to I worked with him in the town hall. And uh I told him enough is enough. I said I told him right clearly yesterday. I said, "Look, Dave, I don't give a shit about your teacher's retirement." You people are allowing her to destroy this state, and it's time to stop. And he's up for re-election this fall, and he knows that I was the one. I helped him. Crap! I gave him all kinds of things, and every, I I worked with him the best I could the first time he ran for the state in the state. And I know the other guy mm-hmm. too, the the House of Representatives. He left me his card here. I worked with both these guys came from our town hall and went and got into state government. So I, I've had a talk with both of them and told them this crap's got to stop. Or, yeah. you know, you won't get reelected. She'll get drug out of that state house. And, you know, Dave Woodson, he didn't like it too much. I said, you know, Mills is about ready to get drug out of that state house with a noose around her friggin' neck. I said, you really willing to let this state go that far? But, 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 I said, but nothing, buddy. You know it's coming. We've had enough. This crap has to stop. And that's when I found Ooh. out, like, what the guy said today, she won't even talk to them. 
she has completely sheltered herself right into a corner and you know and as like you heard on Tucker's piece this is only a state of 1.3 million and you take most of Maine 65% of Maine is wilderness and there's a lot of scattered people it's just like down there in the bayou Mike you know how them Cajuns are Oh They'll yeah. Do what they want when they want. They won't. They're not lawbreakers or anything. They just they live their life, and you leave us to hell alone. Well, that's what Maine is. We're gonna live our life, and you leave us to hell alone. Period. Right. Right. And and uh, this uh, this was over a little bit over ten years ago, and and Vivek was talking about this thing called the bubble stack, where. The good old boys come up and say, "Well, we're we're we've had enough of you, of your crap, and we're gonna take this thing back from you, you know, that type of thing." And that's where this thing up up there in Maine is headed. It sounds like that enough is enough, right. you know. And and that's the thing when the the businesses we do have, when someone like Rick Savage from Sunday River stands up. Right behind that, you're going to have the owners of, not not really the owners, because the owners of Sugarloaf is actually out in Colorado, but all of his workers and stuff here and his, his managers and his head guys from here, they'll stand up. Then you'll get, you'll that is a ripple effect. And it's like I was telling them last night, you take like Old Orchard Beach, they make their money in the summertime. That's the only time they have to make money. They have this month right here to get ready to open up on Memorial Weekend to run it through to Labor Day to Labor Day weekend. And if she's going to destroy them, they're going to stand up. You know, and they're, they're just not going to take it. That's their whole livelihood that's that's everything that's all they have and if she's going to destroy that then i i would hate to be her when this state comes unspun i i really would oh yeah and look you, <laughs> you mentioned what last night or something and she has a she has like a lake house or something like a vacation well, home or something but a, a lot of people from out of state own all their their summer homes are here right in this town right around the lake. And that's why I'm waiting to see what our town does about them because they're not going to take this town telling them they can't come to their, you know, their half a million to a million dollar summer home. They're not going to put up with that. Right. And if you take the the multi-million dollar homes down in like Bitterford Pool, um, Kennebunk, Kennebunkport, uh, up in Rockland and all up along the coast. You know, there's some of these mansions up along there. I mean, look, Martha Stewart even has one here. How much are they going to put up with? You're going to tell me I can't even come to my mansion? You're going to tell <laughs> you're going to tell the, the Bushes that they can't go up to Kenny Bunkport, you know. Basically, that's the way her her rules are made right now. The Bushes could not even come to.
to Martha's uh, to Martha's point there. They're, they can't. Because they're from out of state, they would have to go to a place and quarantine for 14 days, and they'd have to be tested and and retested and then cleared by the state CDC in order just to go to their, what, $10 million friggin' complex down there in Kennebunkport? Yeah, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead. Tell Bush he can't come to his complex. I dare you. <laughs> you know? Any of them. Bush. Jeb, W. Jeb, any of them. Right. You know that's right. that's any the thing. That's the thing. And think about this. We have. Uh, I, I keep mentioning this mayor in New Orleans because she's that's acting like Jill Mills, acting like General Mills. You know. And the fact of the matter is, is like you said, these Cajuns down here, they're not going to put up with that shit. You know, no. this is just a mayor now, you know, and you got, you got, you know, the NFL, their, their team, you know, uh, the Saints, you've got the NBA team that's down there. You've got that wants to start playing in October or whatever. And she's talking about an indefinite, much like Mills is, an indefinite, you know, stay in, you know, at right. home for the New Orleans but- and, and you know, it's like, like okay. Michigan, I I thought Michigan was the last place I'd see what happened today happen. I, I really did. You know, when, when you look at Flint, Michigan, how they've allowed the corruption there and Detroit, but I guess the rest of the state doesn't put up with the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, it, it, and that's where I, I know you take Mississippi, um, the lower part of Alabama, Louisiana. People don't realize we're the same type of people. And they say, oh, no, we're Arcadian. I says, yeah. And what does Maine have? Arcadia National Park, Bar Harbor. Where do you think the Cajuns came from? They came from the north. Yep. Where the, they're, fact, they're the same, they're the same nationality, the same French, the same French mixed Indian. That is the same thing. And they, fact, you know, usually when I say Arcadia National Park, they they realize right then that their stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> and if if you want to know how bad the Micmac are, just go back and look through history. Of how bad the Micmac were, and that's what I am. You know, <laughs> you take in Canada right now. Canada Trudeau does not even dare to deal with Newfoundland because eighty percent of Newfoundland is our tribe. That's where it started. Then we moved out across, and right now they have like we have eight different sects of uh, Micmac. The one here in Maine is the Aroostook Band of Micmac. But my bloodline goes back into uh, New Brunswick. So the actual reservation where my bloodline leads to is the one up there by Fredericton, New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. But I was born in Aroostook. Go figure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, my family, 
my mom's family came from France through Acadia through Maryland to Louisiana. That's how they came, you know. And they're they're French, you know, French, you know, Rive, R-E, well, R-I-V-E-T is her name, is her main name, but the French version of the name is R-E-V-E-E, Rive. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's where they're from, and that's where her side of the family is from. Is through the they stayed they only stayed in in Acadia for a short amount of time I think about twenty twenty five years and then they ran them out of there in which they right. came ended up coming out here but anyway that's neither here nor there you're you're right those that that's basically because the those, uh, the British and the Scotch Irish <clears throat> and everything. That's where we all came down from Nova Scotia and um, Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. And plus you had the, the Passamaquoddy and the Penobscot Indian tribes in there. So, and uh, the Arcadians were stuck on the, on the coast. So when they were getting, there was big problems up here with them destroying the native tribes. The Arcadians, mm-hmm. they split. But they they kept true to themselves. That's where you got all your your alligators and your 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 crawdads and your your shrimp. Mm-hmm. You know the Gulf. They w- stayed right on the coast, so they took their businesses from here and sh- shipped it right down there. Yep. So most of the a lot of the Cajuns are not just there, but they're in Lafayette Parish and that. Up, up, up that way too. So yeah, but uh, French, Cajun French, and all that stuff. But yeah, that's what happens. That's what's gonna happen to this man. I mean, I'm, I'm not. Right. I wouldn't want to be in New Orleans when all the shit hits the fan down there because they, they're gonna end up doing the her doing what's probably gonna end up happening to Joe Mills, them dragging right. her out of the city hall. Well, I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a suspicious guy, Mike. You know that. But if I was going <laughs> to mess around with a city, I would not be messing around with the ones that mess with voodoo dolls. Yeah, <laughs> that, that just doesn't seem right. You you don't mess oh, no. around with the voodoo dolls. <laughs> Are you no. that foolish? <laughs> just like yeah, just like you don't want to mess around like with a, uh, the Nick Mac Indians. Well, unless you're like me and you can't breathe, I, I, my only my only hope is I do know I am a hundred percent at a quarter mile. I've proven that time and time again. My only hope is I can get all of you before you get to me. <laughs> ah, freaking spider! Sorry, guys. I I, I hate spiders. And I swear up and down, spiders can see the infrared on my cameras, outside cameras, but insects can't. So I'll be sitting here, and this little tiny spider is right on the right on the lens of the camera, so he looks like a tarantula about ten times his normal size. <laughs> He's crawling down across my camera right now. 
there was a in one of I believe in one of the Spider Man movies or whatever whatever it was, there was a running joke about people calling Spider Man an insect. You know. Yeah. Oh, you little insect or whatever, but a spider is not an insect, it's an arachnid. Right. You know, that type of thing. But yeah. Oh boy. Jill Mills. Well guys, tell you what I'll do. I'll I'll be listening in and in the chat room. I uh my you guys don't need to listen to me sitting here breathing. So Yeah, you need to do. All right. righty guys, you take care and like I said, I'll be right here listening in and I'll I'll be in the chat room. All righty? All right, gotcha. Bye bye. All right. Thanks for calling in there, uh, there, Dave. Appreciate no the call. Really do. I know. It took, I know that took a lot out of you too. You know, I could hear the way you were breathing and sitting here. I'm like, I hope he 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 goes and takes it easy now because he's going to need to do that. You know, got to do that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are uh, back on the video feeds. Uh, I know what the problem is. And I have, I have placed a fan behind my computer so to cool it down further. But uh, that's the problem. The, the The processor is heating up, and I'm going to have to have a friend of mine take a look at it and see if we can't clean out this thing real good and all that. I just hope no permanent damage was done. But in the meantime, we are still live on the video platforms. I'll keep my fingers crossed. Excuse me. Goodness. I'll keep Ooh. my fingers crossed. And hope for the best. That was a nice that one. Was... <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna to have to open this. I, I've got to open this thing up and uh, blow out the dust bunnies. Uh, but I haven't dealt with this particular computer for that uh, since I got it. Yeah, I usually usually I hit mine ever whenever I have the compressed air to do it with. Uh, I try to hit it at least several several times. Uh, oh wow, you got six fans in yours? No way! Incredible. Well, I've got a gaming computer. It's a Dell Alienware computer. And it's been serving me well, but I've got to I've got to do some cleaning on it. Um, I may have to go off the air, uh, not tonight, of course, uh, as it gets closer to the end of May, uh, to pack up the equipment. So uh, probably like near the near the set, either the next to last week or the beginning of the last week, I'll be taking down the equipment and packing it packing it up. It's the last, uh, this will be the last items to pack. So, 
I just hope everything goes according to plan. And then when I get into the new place, I'll open this puppy up once I get my hands on some compressed air and blow out the dust bunnies. Because it needs it. Now, I have here an article regarding Joe Biden. You're going to love this, folks. Biden's accuser, Tara Reid, to the New York Times, to Times Up Hollywood supporters, don't make sex assault a partisan issue. Okay, I'm not sure what she means. What, 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 I, I, you know, I hate cryptic headlines. I really do. Biden accuser Tara Reid had a stern message for the Hollywood A-listers associated with the Times Up organization who have remained silent after she alleged she was sexually assaulted by Joe Biden in the early 1990s. Why have you made sexual assault and sexual harassment a partisan issue? Reid said in an interview with Fox News Channel, addressing the celebrities who have advocated for assault victims in the past, why aren't you looking at the veracity of my claim, looking at that I'm willing to go under oath that I made a police report, that I worked for Joe Biden? Reed says Biden suddenly reached under her skirt and penetrated her with his fingers when she worked for the Delaware senator in 1993. Biden has vigorously denied the charge. You should be able to have your voice heard without losing your career or losing your job. And that's what your whole mission is about. Why do I not qualify for your mission? Reed said. Why? Because my perpetrator is the leading Democrat. Why does that exempt me from help? She raises a good question there. Time's Up recruited plenty of big names when it was founded in 2018. Bold-faced names on its the global leadership board included actresses Alyssa Milano, Julianne Moore, Reese Witherspoon, Brie Larson, Kerry Washington, Jessica Chastain, America Ferreira, Natalie Portman, and former daytime talk show host Oprah Winfrey. CNN commentators Anna Navarro and Hillary Rosen sit on the governing board of directors, according to the foundation's website. Wow, here we go. The liberal, the liberal lick squad. 
Reed said she had Reed said she sought help from the Times Up Legal Defense Fund in January to help defray the costs of PR and legal fees before going public in March with her sexual assault allegation against former against the the former Veep Biden. However, while the organization offered attorney referrals, she said they denied her funding, citing concerns it could affect its nonprofit 501c3 status, as her allegation is against a po- a politician actively running for office. Uh, okay. Reed singled out Times Up member Alyssa Milano, who defended Biden, whom she had already endorsed. After being a vocal opponent of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, when he faced his own allegations during his confirmation in 2018 against Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, which Kavanaugh vehemently denied. I think we need to compare how she responded to Brett Kavanaugh, quite different than the talking points she used regarding Joe Biden, Reed told Fox News Channel. She never reached out to me. I don't really want to amplify her voice because I feel like she hijacked my narrative for a while and framed it about herself. She knows nothing about it. Reed blasted the former Charmed star for suggesting that Time's Up didn't take her claim seriously and made it sound like that there was no veracity to my claims. Milano, who only knows Joe Biden, so she doesn't know me and has never talked to me, so how could she possibly talk about the case? Tara Reid asked this. She went on an interview saying that Time's Up rejected me, and that's not true. Milano appeared to change her stance on Reid's claims on Monday night after more corroboration surfaced. I'm aware of the new developments in Tara Reid's accusation against Joe Biden. I want Tara, like other, like every other survivor, to have the same, to have the the space, to be heard, and seen without being used as fodder. Milano tweeted, "I hear and see you, Tara." Representatives for Milano did not respond to Fox News Channel's request for comment regarding the status of her Biden endorsement. She still endorses Joe Biden. Reed's 1993 claim was has received some backup in recent days. A Larry King Live clip from 93 was unearthed on Friday, purportedly featured Reed's mother calling into the show anonymously and alluding to her daughter's problems with a prominent senator. Reed confirmed to Fox News Channel it was her mother's voice on the call. On Monday, two more people, a former neighbor and a former colleague of Reed's, remembered conversations they had with her back in the 90s. One remembered her account of the alleged assault, and another remembered her mentioning harassment, but not assault. 
So, Alyssa Milano, let me see if I understand you correctly, okay? You didn't believe Tara Reid. You believed Christine Lazy Ford, obviously, but you didn't believe Tara Reid. Then when more people came out and corroborated her allegations against Joe Biden... You changed your tune slightly. Girl, you need to grow up from the neck up. I'm serious. You do. You need to grow up from the neck up because it is obvious to anyone there is un poquito truth coming from Alyssa Milano and even more, even even far less credibility from from Melissa from Melissa Milano. I can't believe that the one-time star of Who's the Boss, and later in life Charmed on the WB, would be such a political fuckhead. Guys. Mm-hmm. We have we have really uh, seen a lot of stuff start to slowly surface against Joe Biden in this with this allegation, but nobody is taking Tara Reid's uh, case seriously. The hypocrisy coming from the left is so bad that it, it it's beginning to it's beginning to make me violently ill. I mean very sick to my stomach because the left says Blasey Ford was credible, but Tara Reid is not because Joe Biden happens to be the presumptive nominee for the Democrats. And Blasey Ford was going against Brett, excuse me, Brett Kavanaugh. Hmm. And who is Brett Kavanaugh? A nominee of President Trump. I'm beginning to wonder when when the hypocrisy is going to end, when people are going to start waking up and growing up from the neck up. Joining us on the line from up in the Canadian way is my my friend Dave. How you doing, pal? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, I've had better days and worse days. You know what I'm saying? Better, better the. I, I my bed, my best days are above ground. My worst days will be when I go below ground. <coughs> so what's going on, Dave? Uh, did you talk about, did you talk about any of the other links I sent you? Not yet. Okay. That's, that's what I'm here for. Haven't gotten to to, to those yet. I was about to though. No worries. No worries. <coughs> Dave? I said no worries. Uh-oh. Hello. 
one. Can anybody else hear me? Stupid thing isn't working again. Can anybody else hear me? I hear you just fine. I'm clear. Huh? I can hear you just fine. Loud and clear. Yeah, but I was trying to use my wireless headphones again, and I still can't get them to work for some reason. (laughs) Oh, well. I'll figure that out another time. Hey, Gunslinger, can you let him know that I can hear him? Dave, I can hear you just fine. I hear you, Dave. All right. So Dave sent me a couple of items earlier today. Let me see what we got here. And come on, come on. Now, did I save that one already? Yes, I Well, yes, I did. That one I have. I was ready with that one. No, no. Dave from Canada. Dave. Dave. This is going to get confusing. You know that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but there's only, there's only one. There's, there's only one real Dave here. I mean, I'm the original Dave from all the way back to 2008, so... Well, all I can say is, yikes. You know what they also say, that imitation is the nicest form of flattery, right? So anybody else who claims to be Dave, well, they're just, you know, well, thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks. Hmm. I'm going to try something I haven't thought of. Of course, I'm going to make a whole bunch of noise trying to get to what I need. Now, NASA NASA wants to, uh, NASA has chosen or picked the moon lander for for when we go back to the moon, people. Ain't that a hit in the head? Nope, I guess it's not a hit in the head. I mean, think about it. It's only the first step. Until, until remember, remember what he wants to do. The president wants to do. He wants to have this what space force thing, and for 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 that to get kicked in high gear, well, what is what does he have to do? He has to go back to space, right? So it only makes sense that they go back to the moon again. You know, to, 
just to prove that we can do it again, you know, you've already done it, but we can do it again. So, yeah, go ahead and do it again. Now, granted, you know, we don't, it's like, okay, do we want to do this and do we want to have the government try to pay for it when the government can't pay for a damn thing and get anything right? You know? Well, hold on a second. Did we actually go to the moon once? That was just uh, filmed in the basement of a Hollywood studio. Maybe not. I mean, we did go. <laughs> did seen, we? Did we really? I remember somebody putting his foot on the moon. Hey, anybody they that would believe that nonsense about us, uh, about the moon landing uh, being filmed in Hollywood is a total... Okay, just double-checking. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I trust, I trust uh, FFNO uh, news sources and stuff, so, you know, I just want to make sure that you know, that actually did happen. So, cause I thought it was from a, you know, I had heard that it was from a Hollywood basement, but just double checking. So, so it's going to be interesting to see if he can get this done. And if we can get this done and we, if we can get it done without any problems, you know, Okay, look, I like I like I, I I don't know why that didn't happen, but look, July twenty of sixty nine, I'm watching the lunar lander hit the ground on the moon, and watching Neil Armstrong come out of that lunar lander and go, one small step for man, giant leap for mankind. And of course, in that static, there was a word missing. Until a couple of years ago or so, nobody knew what it was. <laughs> now, 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 get this, everybody. Get this now. No way said in the chat room. We can trust YouTube, right? <laughs> uh, no. Not really. I mean, I trust no way. Because, and he's on YouTube. But I don't trust YouTube itself. Big difference. Well, 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 uh, no way's like, shut, I'm in trouble now. I'm in trouble then. But anyway, uh, so, rear mode doesn't help in any way with that, does it? Figures. So, NASA picks moon lander designs by Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos rocket companies. It seems unlikely the space agency will meet 
President Trump's goal of a return to the lunar surface by the end of 2024. Uh, now, this is the New York Times reporting this. Okay, I take what they say sometimes, a lot of times with a grain of salt. Believe me. So NASA announced on Thursday that it had picked three designs for spacecraft to take astronauts back to the surface of the moon. Two are from prominent billionaire-led rocket companies Elon Musk's SpaceX and Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin. A third is led by Dynatex of of Huntsville, Alabama. NASA will pay the three companies six... Ooh, I like this dollar amount. Wish I was a. I wish I designed a lander for them. Six hundred. Excuse me. Nine hundred. My bad. Nine hundred and sixty-seven million dollars over ten months for initial design development work. <clears throat> NASA's Artemis Moon Landing Program faces an uncertain future as technical, budgetary, and political issues, as well as additional delays resulting from the coronavirus pandemic imperil its progress. This is the last piece we need in order to get to the moon, and now we're going to have that under development. Jim Bridenstein, the NASA administrator, said during a news conference announcing the selections. Not among the winners was Boeing which has played a major role in almost all NASA human spaceflight programs. During the coming months, NASA engineers will work with the companies to evaluate and refine the different designs. By next February, the end of the initial 10-month phase, NASA will have a good idea which of the landing systems has the best prospect of being ready for the first lunar landing, said Lisa Watson-Morgan, the program manager overseeing the effort. Mr. Bridenstein, Mr. Bridenstein, sorry, and other NASA officials expressed confidence that the space agency would be able to meet the, the Trump administration's goal of landing the first woman and next man on the moon by the end of 2024. The last lunar landing by humans, the Apollo 17 mission, occurred in 1972. The NASA administrator also was also optimistic that Congress would finance Artemis even with the federal government facing huge deficits because of economic fallout from the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. He said that NASA accounted for a small fraction of federal spending and that the agency enjoyed broad support from both Republicans and Democrats. It's important that this agency do, the, do this now because our country and, in fact, the whole world has been shaken by this coronavirus pandemic, Mr. Bridenstine Mr. said. And yet we need to give people hope. We need to give them something that they can look up to. 
dream about. The three lander systems are very different, and NASA plans to select up to two of them for further development. Blue Origin's design is most likely the lander used during the Apollo mission. With a large descent stage that slows the spacecraft as it comes down from orbit to the surface. The descent stage then acts as the launching pad for smaller mo- for smaller module on top to take the astronauts back to orbit back to orbit to rendezvous with a capsule Orion for the trip back to Earth. Blue Origin partnered with two larger aerospace companies, Lockheed Martin, for the ascent module and Northrop Northrop Grumman for what is called the transfer module. Dynatech's lander would not have separate descent and ascent stages, but an integrated spacecraft that would take care of both landing on and take off from the moon. The system includes other modules to provide propellant to the lander at different points in the mission. SpaceX's lander, by comparison, is gargantuan. Based on its Starship spacecraft that is eventually intended to take people to Mars, it would be capable of taking 100 tons of cargo to the surface of the moon. Oh, boy. Now, in principle, SpaceX's design could could eliminate the need for other spacecraft NASA plans to use to get astronauts and their lander to the moon to the moon's orbit. However, Mr. Bridenstine said that rocket said that rocket the space launch system built by Boeing is the only rocket that's going to be human rated by 2024. That will take humans to the moon. Even if the landers can be built, tested, and launched in time, the remainder of the Artemis moon program is behind schedule and over budget with uncertain support from Congress. NASA has been working for a decade on the space launch system and Orion capsule. All right, I'm going to stop there because there's still a lot more to go through with this article, but you get the general gist of what we're talking about here. And no way said in the chat room, all the rich need someplace to go when they destroy the earth. Destroy, that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no way. <laughs> all right, Jeff. Yeah. Okay. And so, okay, so so let me let me see if because I, I I grew up during the Apollo missions, okay? One of the things that I find fascinating is that, one, they want to go back to the moon, and two, the technology today 
is far better than the technology of what we dealt with uh, back during the Apollo missions. Now, of course, as everyone is well aware, space travel is a dangerous business. And we saw what happened to the Challenger. We saw what happened to Discovery. We know how very dangerous it is. Look at what happened with Apollo 13 back in the, at the time. So all these astronauts are well aware of the risks. So is it worth it to us, to, to America right now, to actually go back into space? Let's find out from let's find let me find out from my panel here on on the call. And of course you can join the discussion by calling 347-945-5747. Dave, you brought the article to my attention, so I'll start with you on this. Um For or against, pro or con, I would say pro for. Um, bringing up the points that you brought up, there are several, uh, the circumstances have changed a lot. First of all, Apollos were during the 60s and 70s, and technology is obviously much more improved since then. Not to mention that we're not just talking about single-use rocket, uh, primitive technology back then, so forth, yada, yada, yada. But even when you bring into the equation the Challenger and even Columbia, for that matter, the problem with tiles and so forth. And by the way, if anybody's ever been to any of the museums, uh, whether it's the uh, Intrepid in New York or... Um, the one near uh, Dulles out in uh, Washington, which I've uh, last summer I was able to go see both both shuttles. Um, I've yet to go see the one out in California. I've never actually been to California, so. Um, but anyways, point is that the 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 problem of the tiles has always been an issue. It was always a big concern for NASA, and. Um, you know, considering the stranglehold slash monopoly contract that uh, the company, I forget which one it was, whether it was Boeing or whatever, uh, Lockheed Martin or whatever, um, had, you know, that was, that played a big role. Now, the fact that later on they started doing X competition and so forth to see who could do what. And even now, SpaceX, for example, the way that they've been going about and they've been doing multiple tests and, you know, taping it and all that jazz so that people could see. And now they've got these reusable rockets. Okay, this, in in some sense, is the ultimate way. And, and anybody, especially on the right-hand side of the spectrum or anybody who might be for libertarianism, which is let the free markets do it and they will do it better. Okay. I think this is a good thing. Um, I think that 
now whether <laughs> leaves a little bit to be desired that it was you know Elon and and Bezos that got the contract. You would think there'd be other companies that would be ready to jump in, including um, uh, Richard Branson and so forth, right? But uh, the point is that uh, you know with their Virgin uh, Branson with his Virgin Intergalactic and yada yada. The point is that I think the um, I feel the 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 danger factor has gone down considerably because now it's going to be private business trying to compete against each other. They're going to want to obviously make sure that they're um, they're safe. SpaceX has its own record now to to rely on. Not not that they have a perfect record. I mean. You know, yet to trip and fall a couple times before you learn to walk and run. But the point is, they are now at the point where they're running. And I think they're a lot safer than any of the technologies that were used before. And so they've got that going for them, and I think that that's going to be a good thing. The question of whether or not going to the moon was the right choice, the right next choice, when, I mean, I think it may have actually been Elon that said it himself, that we should be aiming for Mars, which we are. But, uh, you know, the scientists at NASA are quickly realizing, look, you know, as nice as it is to have a company like SpaceX that's, you know, now got reusable rockets, that's great. There's only so much you can do from the ground. You need to have a jump-off system, and whether it and, – and the International Space Station is not going to cut it, cut it for that. It might for refueling purposes or something, but no, you need to do, you need to have a midpoint close to Earth, which is obviously our moon, to be able to leapfrog from, whether it's to use the moon's gravity or whatever to throw you further, quicker, uh, whether it's to have training bases up there so whoever's going to go to Mars can go up there and get acclimated with, you know, zero gravity and so forth. I think the moon is the most logical next step. And now that we have a Republican in the White House, I think that, you know, this is probably what's going to spur, just like when they first started talking about building the International Space Station, look how long it took for them to do it, right, and to get it fully completed. Well, somebody's got to get the, the ball rolling to get the moon station going. And then from there, you know, they can move on to exploring our galaxy, whether it's Mars or further. So, and, and obviously we've already got satellites going further, much further than that. But the point is that if we're going to start having manned missions to Mars and, and beyond, it's got to start at the moon. And I think going the private business route is the right way. So, as, uh, as Gunslinger would say, go ahead. Well, yeah, Mike. I, I, uh, Dave, rather. Um, I, I think. I think at this juncture, you know, we we. It's been a long time since the since the uh, shuttle program ended, and you know, we we've been decades from revisiting the moon, and I think at this point, what we need to do uh, is we need to get back in the space race. Because the way I see it is this: there's, there's, there's really 
um, no, there's no real competition of, from other countries to, to do this. No other countries are, are even considering this. Oh, no, I would disagree with so, that. I really? would disagree with that. Uh, yeah, I I believe I've seen, uh, you know, whether it's papers or whatever you want to call it, um, I have seen stuff saying that China's looking at going up as well, and it would not surprise me that Russia is going to try to stick something into, into the mix as well just because of, it's Russia, right? But if anybody has a credible chance of getting up there and trying to race there, it would definitely be China. In fact, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're already, you know, making moves to get up there and, and testing stuff out that we're not aware of. So, hmm. well, no way in the chat room said that the problem with Mars is the humans running is the humans running it. That is a ten-year round trip, and that is hard in zero G's. Um, the body can't handle that. Um, a lot of, I'm sure that was that was uh, even the case just for uh, the man moonshots, you know, with with the with the G factors. I mean, you're talking about uh, you're talking about ten thousand. I'm get, I'm trying to remember here exactly. 10,000 pounds of thrust from rocket propellant under the seat of your britches to, to lift you off the ground on Earth and put you into space. So the G's, the G-forces the G in that alone, you know, are, well, to say the least, enormous. Ask any astronaut that's still alive about that, and they will tell you just how very real those G-forces are. Um, okay. Um, sorry to interrupt. I, I just posted to the Facebook chat group um, the article that I had seen last year about China landing on the moon. In fact, they actually landed on the far side, and... Um, they're looking at sending astronauts up as well. And this was back from January 5th, 2019, so about a, just over a year ago. Uh-huh. But was this a manned landing, or, or was it, was it uh, just some, uh, some technology? No, my understanding is this one was not manned, but it was to send. Uh, uh, it was to send some sort of rover again back to the moon, and I think it was actually part of that uh, that process where they were trying to dig to see if there was actually water at some point on the moon as well. Um, spacecraft, uh, spacecraft carrying several instruments to study the lunar. Yeah, yeah. This was just. Uh, this was a pre a pre trip, like you know, sending up, you know, like a rover type thing. Um, but the the article itself is talking about the fact that they want to as well, you know, and, and not to mention the fact that to get that rover there, uh, you know, they want to prove that they could get to the moon. So they've obviously done that, and now they're looking towards sending a manned mission to the moon as well. So. 
China officials have voiced a desire to send astronauts to the moon, and the nation's leadership places a premium on doing space-related things that have never been done before, so, such as landing on a mysterious lunar fi- far side. Hmm. The Chinese still work according to five-year plans, according to uh, according to uh, Chang. Uh, he said that uh, Chang said, and we have, and we've seen no indication that the next five-year plan, 2021 to 2025, has a manned lunar mission involved. Chinese boots, therefore probably won't hit the gray lunar dirt until the 2026 to 2030 time frame at the earliest. And Chang added, uh, who added that he views 2031 to 2035 as more realistic. So they are... Look at the next uh, paragraph. And China is in no great rush. The country isn't racing to beat the United States or anyone else, but rather is embarked on a long-term program of sustainable development. In other words, it's sort of like you just said yourself at the beginning, right? You're like, okay, well, we're going to moon, to the Mars, uh, to moon, but who are we in a race again? Nobody, because nobody's going. Yeah, they're going. They're trying to get there. So once this becomes a race, you know, that five-year plan could get fast-forwarded. The question really now is, especially with COVID, right, we're wondering how much that's going to, you know, play against any nation thinking of doing anything bold like going to the moon, right? So that, that's where, because now, now money's involved. And that's part of the reason why when a company like SpaceX or, or Bezos or anybody else, uh, you know, intergalactic or whatever, Virgin Intergalactic comes forward, yeah, okay, now a country like the United States might say, you know what, Instead of us throwing money in, let's let the private businesses do it, right? So. Hmm. Well, we will see in the over the coming years where this will lead, and. Who knows? We may see in our lifetime the United States landing on the moon once more. So it's definitely a possibility. Actually, that same source from that same source that I just posted, the Chinese thing, has another has an article of, of their own as well about. SpaceX, Dynex, and uh, Blue Origin, uh, if you don't trust uh, the New York Times. so. <laughs> and I think it even has some video that you can play. Hmm. Well, I want to move to this uh, com article you, you sent over to me. <laughs> this should prove interesting. I'm hearing you chuckle, so it's that's that's kind of a 
Well, actually, before we move on, didn't anybody else in the, anybody else want to chime in on the story? Yeah, you know, the, the, the only other person I have on the line is Mike. So let, let me get some thoughts from Mike on this. On this, I uh, thought I heard Gunslinger back there a, a while. He left. I don't know why he left. Uh, it's like he just disappeared. Well, my my thought is this: one, in terms of manpower, there are always going to be guys and gals that are going to want to do this, you know, try and do this and do that, you know. But also, you got to take into effect, got to take into effect that what what the president wants said wants wants to do a space force. Not just on the Mars, it's this whole space force, space army, space navy, whatever, whatever you want to call it, space force. And he wants to try and do that. And that this going to the moon would be the first step in doing that. You know, now people, you know, going to Mars. There's always been plans. People who want to, well, quote, shoot the moon and say. Oh, we're going to go try and go to Mars. Again, you're right. It's going to take a lot of thrust. It already takes a lot of thrust to get you off the Earth. It's going to take a lot of thrust to get you from the moon to Mars. All right? And then, I mean, it's it's going to be one of these things. Are, are these guys, and we don't know what kind of G, it would take for if they want if the, if the guys want to come back you know from Mars it's a 10 year trip to get there but it's a 20 year trip to come back it'll be a 20 year round trip alright if they ever want to come back so I wouldn't expect them to want to come back if it's a 10 year trip now granted you're only going to be sending two. Well, I don't know what what a crew would, would would consist of nowadays. If you're talking about that big of a ship, you know, uh, you know that big of a either the SpaceX ship or the Virgin Galactic or whatever it is, that big of a ship, you know. So I'm not sure if going to Mars is even in the plan now going back to the moon might very well be because like I said the whole thing with the space force so yeah he's going to want to try and do that and, and come out and say something about it as the president and then of course and we all we knew that they we knew that Virgin Galactic and SpaceX and all these places, uh, people have been basically working on ships that can do that, because it's pretty well well been chronicled the problems that the government has had in putting together ships. I mean, Apollo 13, what was it, Apollo 9 that blew up or something? One of the Apollos, either one of the, it was either one of the Gemini's or one of the Apollos that blew up. Uh, and and that was back then. And of course, the Challenger. That was one of now. Granted, we couldn't uh, just 
just a little. I mean, it's been proven that just a little thing that can, that can one of these ships that tries to go into space, it only takes a, a little small little thing to malfunction to cause problems. I mean, it was one of those O-rings that caused it in the uh, in the uh, in the in the Challenger, and I think it was the same thing that caused it within the O2 tank of the Apollo 13. You know, that caused a spark that blew out half the spacecraft. So yeah, it's going to take until they get the ships right, which they, they might very well be on the way to. Who doing that uh, is uh, is either SpaceX or, or Virgin Galactic. Until they get these ships right, then we're not going to go. But and when they once they get the ships to where they want and how they the specs they want to where it's safe for them even put the astronauts on there. I mean, think about it. Where do the astronauts generally where they they come from, you know, they, they're pilots or they're, most of them, from what I understand, are ex-military, all right, so, or military or ex-military, now, and that's what's probably going to have to happen with even the, the SpaceX and the other guys, is you're going to have to have these guys come in to be the pilots and all this stuff, but again, I'm all for going back up there and stepping on the moon again. I'm all for that. And, like, you know, China can do it, but with I'm not sure how this is going to affect, how this coronavirus is going to affect their economy to the point of, well, are they going to have the money to keep developing their space program enough to the point, to the point of where they can stick a man on, on a ship and rocket him up to the moon. You know, we got to see. We got to see what happens with that. Back to you, George. Well, I, I think um, I think what really needs to uh, what really needs to 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 come down here is in, in this in this idea of returning to the moon. Is of course you know it's going to take a lot a lot of careful planning which they are doing. Uh, there have been some delays and setbacks, of course, and and that happened even during the shuttle missions. Uh, it happened during during the Apollo missions. Right. So, so right now, okay. I think you know we're, it's, we're just going to have to wait. And, we're basically going to have to wait and see. We're really going to have to just wait and see what happens. Um, do I do I think that at some point it's going to uh, it, it's going to um, it's going it's going to happen? Yeah, maybe not in 2024 necessarily, but uh, it may be a year or two later than that. But I have a feeling we're going to see. Um, we're going to see uh, astro- American astronauts setting foot on the moon once more. And when that happens, 
if that should happen. I'm, I'm saying when and if only because anything can happen between now and the time they're ready to go if they can get everything in place. And part of the biggest problem, of course, is getting and making sure they have the funding necessary to apply to, you know, put, to, put in, you know, to put to use for the mission. I have long believed that we do need to do these things. We need to do this again. We have to. Um, for a long time, America has, since the, since the shuttle missions, has become stagnant in, exploration, in, in anything like space exploration. What, what could lead this country to um, ultimately going further than the moon? Will we see that happen as far as going to Mars? I'm not going to see that in my lifetime. I doubt that will happen in my lifetime. But if it happens in my lifetime that we go to the moon, I'm going to be sitting right in front of my TV set, coffee in hand, and I'm going to be watching that TV just as intensely as I did when I was a, when I was a small child on January, on January, no, July 20th, 1969, when I was six years old. So we'll see what happens. You know, it's, it's, it, right now it's just, you know, wait and see. That's basically what, the way it's going right now. Wait and see. Right. And that's the thing. We're going, I mean, there, there are several steps that, that need to happen before we do this. And, of course, our president, you know, we've had a couple of presidents. One that talked about Star Wars, SDI, and Reagan, that that was designed. Yeah, he might have had a dream about that at one point, but that was designed. We know what that was designed to do. That was designed to bankrupt the Soviet Union. You know, oh, they're going to try and put a space station with with uh, missiles or and or lasers in space to protect themselves. Well, we gotta we can't afford to do that. So, you know, or we're we're going to try, but we can't afford to do that. So that's what that was designed to do. But this this whole thing about uh, I keep going back to what he talked with. President Trump talked about with the Space Force, you know, and this going back to the moon is a good step to that. You have to do, you have to take steps to get some of this stuff done, and going back to the moon is a step now. To get back to the moon, that's a giant step, you know. I mean, like I said, you got to work on the ships and the Got to train, got to retrain them, ask uh, the people that are going to be manning the ships and all that stuff. And it's it's a whole process that they have to go through to even get the ships off the ground, you know. So, yeah, we will we will see them move back to the moon in, in your lifetime? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, it could happen. Maybe... Maybe by the time you're 90 years old, it might happen. Or maybe by the time I'm 90 years old, it might happen. I don't know. But that's a long way away. Uh, 
Well, again, again, we'll just have to. You know, it's it's just wait and see, Mike. That's what it comes. That that like I said, you know, it's it's really that simple. Um. Am I am I excited about the possibility of America going back to the moon? <laughs> Damn right I am. I want to see this happen just as much as anyone else. Um, let me uh, let me bring uh, Boyd and uh, Gunslinger through the Skype connection. All right, there's Boyd, and there's Gun. Hi, Boyd. Hey, guys. I'm going to try something. I don't know if this is going to work, but we'll see what happens. If it ain't going, I ain't going. (laughs) All right. Uh, hopefully this works. The last time I tried using putting my video feed through Skype, it went. I hear a repeat. <laughs> I'm repeating. You hear? Oh, that shouldn't be. It's not coming from me because I got my headphones on. Mute, mute the uh, Mixler board. There, uh, gun. You won't hear a repeat. That's. Yes. Well, check check your uh, check to see if you're muted on on your uh, on the Skype chat room. Yeah, I'm muted. I mean, I'm... hmm, very strange. Mute the Mixler chat. Mute the Mixler chat. Um, the mixer chat's not even on. Audio. All right, I had a set of headphones on my head, but I had I had, I had to take the earbuds out because uh, when Boyd chimed in, my ear went, "Are you nuts?" <laughs> yeah, just blame me. Well, you know you're you're. Your mic's a little louder than everybody else's. It is. Not not that it's a bad thing. I mean, at least I can hear you. I hear you good. So there. Mm. <laughs> Pick on me like that. All right. So let me move this over to... Um, Okay, Gun, you're you're called in on on uh, the phone line, and you're on Skype. Yeah, I just hung up. Let me hang, hang up, up everything. Let me. I'll disconnect the BTR side on my end because it was still showing you as active there. Okay, hang on. The little lady said, "Thank you for using BTR." And hung up on me. It's gone. Okay. So now, Dave, you sent me this from canoe.com. 
Canoe.com. And the headline reads, Awkward! <laughs> uh, apparently a, snoo- a, a, a Spanish news anchor is accused of cheating after a half-nude woman walks into a live shot. Yeah, okay. Get a load of this, gang. You're going to love this. Talk about being caught in an awkward situation. Spanish news anchor Alfonso Merlos, 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 I can talk, is being accused of cheating on his reality television star girlfriend. Marta Lopez, after keen-eyed viewers spotted a half-naked woman walk in the background during a live on-air segment. According to the UK Sun, Merlos, 41, was doing a live news report from his living room for the Estado de Alama program amid COVID-19 lockdown recently when the unknown woman walked into view. Some viewers noted that the pantless woman was not Lopez, famous for being a contestant on Big Brother, which caused a media frenzy earlier this week, the Sun reported. At first, Merlos was tight-lipped about the situation after being accused of cheating on his flame. This past Monday, he appeared on the Ana Rosa news program to apologize to Lopez. If you think my attitude has not been correct or that there are things that I have not done well, I have no problem asking for forgiveness Although my goal was not to harm someone else, Merlos said. The news anchor claimed he and Lopez had split before the live segment was shot. Despite Lopez insisting the two were still a couple at the time, Lopez had called the experience unpleasant and shameful. Uh, So... Who was the woman in the background? Well, she was later identified by news site 20 20 minutes, Minutes as journalist Alexa Rivas. Rivas said she and Merlos had been dating for several weeks. Great way to introduce your your new uh, squeeze there, Merlos. But uh, did you at least have the the foresight to tell her, I'm going to be on live, I'm going to be going live here, so, you know, just make sure you're appropriately dressed and you should happen to come out. No, you didn't. And what a way to tell Lopez, see ya. Yeah, we know how that goes, huh, folks? What do you think of that deal, guys? 
see how the saying goes, uh, caught with your pants down, I guess, or yeah, literally <laughs> caught with your pants down. So does that surprise me? No. Should it? No. Yeah, it's like an everyday occurrence. Is this is this woman supposedly a reporter as well? The the woman that got caught on the tape. The woman George. that's half naked in the background is a woman that Merlos had been dating for several weeks, Mike. Oh, okay. And uh, it, it, it and and it's like uh, she's a journalist. Well, to top it off, so Alexa. Rivas said she and Merlos had been dating for several weeks. <clears throat> Lopez, as stated, called the experience unpleasant and shameful. I don't think Merlos, you know, in all fairness, I don't think the dude knew she was she was standing there, and I don't think she knew he was live on the air. Uh, oops. Well, I was going to say... Well, that's why you're supposed to blur your background. Right. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I sit here and I and, and I could easily blur my background effect real nice and quick, but I got nothing behind me. It, it's all... It, it's all... Um, it's all special effects. What you're seeing behind me is a looping video. If that looping video weren't there, it would be a wall with a green cloth on it. Mm-hmm. And besides, I live alone. I don't have anybody walking. There wouldn't be anybody walking behind me anyway. I'm I'm <laughs> kind of lucky that way, I guess. Ah. <laughs> uh. You know, it's like, okay, you got to do it, but, you know, the thing is, is I, what I was going to say is this, it would have been it would have been even better if it turned out that it was his, he, he's a, he's a video, he's a TV guy, right, this guy, so it would have been, it would have been even better if she ended up being not only a TV person, a TV journal, journalist, but a person that he works with as well that maybe is uh, a co-anchor or something like that, but that's it is, it's not that, but yeah, he should have blurred her out. I mean, he knew he was going to... I would assume that he knew he was going to be on the air, and he also knew that she was there. So it's like, you knew both things, and you know, and you know there's a chance that she might pop out to, even if it is just to maybe get water or get something, get a quick bite or whatever, get something to eat or something or whatever, she's going to pop out and literally pop out, you know, and she, and because yeah. they are in Brazil whatever they are, it's likely that she's not going to, uh, 
you know, she's not going to have, you know, anything on or very little on. So it's all on him. He should have he should have remembered that she was there and to blur the thing out. So it's it's his mistake. It's all on him, George. Oh yeah. It's his it's definitely on him. Joining us on the line, Mike from New York. All I did was I came in and I I heard Mike I heard Mike talking about somebody popped out and something about her and somebody's pregnant, somebody's having a kid, Mike, who are you talking about? Well, before he, he left, out. Dave up in Canada oh. sent me a sent me a an article about apparently apparently a a, a, a Spanish news anchor named Alfonso Merlos uh, is being accused of cheating on his reality television star girlfriend, uh, name of Marta Lopez. Well, apparently he went live on the air because of the, from his home during this uh, coronavirus pandemic. And he, he, he goes live and not long after he goes live, Mike only, you can't make this stuff up, but a half naked woman is seen walking in the distance in the background. Oh, uh, he's fucked. He's done. That's it. Show's over. Oh, oh but it gets even crazier. Uh, See, um, some viewers noted that the pantless woman was not Lopez, uh, famous for being a contestant on Big Brother, okay. which caused the media frenzy this week. Well, anyway, Merlos was tight-lipped about the situation. And after being accused of cheating on his flame, because him and Lopez were still supposed to be together, supposedly. And this past Monday, he appeared on the Ana Rosa news program to apologize to Lopez. Merlo said, if you think my attitude has not been correct, or that there are things that I have not done well. I have no problem asking for forgiveness, although my goal was not to harm someone else. Well, the news anchor claimed he and Lopez had split before the live segment was shot. Uh, Despite Lopez insisting the two were still a couple at the time. Well... Who was this woman in the background? She was later identified as news site 20 Minutes as journalist Alexa Alexa Rivas. Rivas said she and Merlos had been dating for several weeks. Great way to end your career, Merlos. Yeah. Got his hand caught in a nookie jar. Uh-huh. Yeah. You think? Uh, well, hey, I 
I did it to a good friend once a long time ago. I didn't mean to, but I was helping him move furniture and I was back in 74, 75. I, I didn't, how the fuck was I to know what he was, I didn't know what he was up to, but cheating on his wife and, and um, I knew the wife. She used to, I used to work with a guy on stage. He was a musician and he said, oh, you needed my van. So one day I went up and I helped him move stuff and brought it over the, you know, helped him move it over to his house and, and his wife said, oh, Mike, how are you? Good. And Well, thank you so much for helping move. Was it a hassle? I said, no, we were over at this girl's house. I, I named her, and I said, she's not on the second floor. It was on the first floor. And she went, you were where? And my buddy looked at me and then looked at his wife and then looked at me and went, Mike, what did you just do? I went, I don't know. What did I just do? He never told me to be quiet about where I didn't. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. How would I know? I don't. I don't know. Is oh man. Yeah, that turned into quite a Fourth of July, and that was in the middle of the summer. That wasn't planned. That uh, so shit like that can get really fucking interesting. I mean, he just he put his head in his hand oh, yeah. and went. He said, you know. Oh my God! Oh my God! I said, "Yeah, I'm sorry." And the wife said, "You did nothing wrong. I appreciate you being honest. I like I didn't know what the fuck to. I'll just wait outside." And I kept expecting to see him thrown out through the window, but he, yeah, he came out fast. She was screaming and throwing shit, and yeah, that was interesting. I was so, yeah, women tend to get really. They can get mad. I yeah. Oh well. And, uh, and this it sounds like this guy's playing with three different ones now. He's got the one on the show. He's got. Is he married too? Or no? George, did the article say he was married as well? No. All right, well, sucks to be him. Gunslinger, how are you doing? Gun? Am I still on? Hello. I still hear you. George, you still there? I hope he didn't uh, uh, press the wrong button again. Mike? Hello? Anybody here? I want to hang up. 